This one is called the pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. That is correct. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we are broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Yes, that's sunny California, folks. That's right. That is right. And we have a great show on tap today. Today's show is called Every Thought is a Prayer with Stephen Bruni. In essence, every thought we think is like a seed. It will bear the fruit of its kind in our experience. Being aware that, we focus, that what we focus on grows, we ought to be mindful of the general theme of the thoughts we're thinking, the seeds we are planting. Like a gardener, we always reap what we sow. On this episode, Daryl and Ed inspire listeners to sow their mind with the thought seeds of good health, uh. happiness, love, success, and prosperity. And during the second segment, tantalizing tattoo artist Stephen Bruni adds miracle grow to our good desires with today's reading, Zeal. Yes. Ooh la la. Every thought's a prayer. Yes. And Savoir Faire is everywhere. That's right. They sing that song at certain Unity churches. It's a good song, but I forget the lyrics. Well, I know one of them is Every Thought's a Prayer. I know that part. (laughs) Well, it's true, folks. And we got a little something here from a book I just picked up called What's on Your Top Ten List. And um, it's from Albert Einstein. We've been hearing a lot from Einstein lately, and it's been great. So let's hear this. It says, at least once a day, allow yourself the freedom to think and dream. We didn't write that headline. Albert Einstein did. Yes. He was saying, beware of the ever-present experts, and that's in quotes, Mm. in your life. Yeah. Don't let other people tell you what or how to think. Don't let them tell you who you are or what you can become. Right. Whether in science or everyday life, Einstein knew that the folly of accepting someone else's opinion about what's possible or factual. Those who have never run a race in their lives are happy to give you all the reasons why you can't win yours. Mm-hmm. Be so your true. own best expert. Form the habit of saying yes to your own ideas, dreams, and aspirations. Then make lists of all the reasons why you can and will achieve them because there will always be plenty of people around who are willing to tell you all the reasons why you can't. That's so true. And 
with that that bit about running the race and people who aren't running the race um uh what did, what did he say again oh he said um people who have never run the race are always the happiest to give you reasons why you can't win yours that's right so that really helps me think about the way the race that we're talking about is being yourself i mean obviously it's not really a race at all but for for lack of a better term it's about being true to yourself which is the only way you can really achieve what god has in store what life has in store what you desire from your life and there's a lot of people who are afraid to do that and so they're going to pass on those fears right when when they sense that you're living the way you're living by your dreams it feels threatening to people because they're like on the sidelines because they're afraid to live you know, for whatever reason, because uh, what I really want to say is those who are who are in this thing like we are, who want to live by these principles, know how important it is to, to think affirmatively, which is really what the show is all about. So anyone who's really living this way, who's really doing it, would never poison your mind because they're poisoning their own mind at that time. And they understand and have love for anyone else who wants to live this way. So... That, that really stuck out to me out, out of that reading. Yeah, well, I got three excellent examples just from my life. When I moved back to New Jersey yeah, and I was going to buy this condo in Little Falls, New Jersey in a uh, renovated carpet mill from the 1800s, right. a bunch of people are like, oh, I can't believe you're buying in that place. Right. Same thing happened. When I was gonna buy a condo in New York, you're crazy to buy a place in New York City now. Right. Now, none of these people, I, I had to like consider this oh, because yeah. you gotta realize, consider who's telling you this stuff. The people who are saying you shouldn't do it are always the people who have never done it. Mm. But at the time it makes it a little, hmm, maybe they're right. Then when I moved to California and Lori and I found a place in Culver City, um, people were saying, you're going to buy in Culver instead of C. They put S-H in front of it. City. Right. <laughs> and, but, we, but we were just going, like following the breadcrumbs and it was affordable. And I thought, okay, this feels good. Do you know every single one of those, the Little Falls ones, Within two years, people are going, oh, my God, you're lucky. You got a place at the mill in Little yeah, Falls. Yeah. Within a year, I was in, I, when I was living in New York, I was telling other people, you should get a place here because the price was so ridiculous. I mean, in 1992, you can get a co-op on Gramercy Park. I know people are listening, probably from New York, on Gramercy Park with a key to the park for $30,000, mm. which it's because the city was like, it's going now. It was like in the pooper. Right. But I was like, well, this makes perfect sense for us to live here. Um, so we got our place and I started telling people, you got to get a place here. Mm -hmm. And I would explain, I go, because if you buy a place, you know, it's 20% down, that's 5,000 bucks. Use a credit card. Even if you, what's the worst that can happen? You. You give the place, you give them the keys and say, okay, the place is yours now. And you lost $5,000. But that $5,000, how much stereo equipment stuff have you wasted on a credit card? At least this will be the best investment you ever made with a credit card for that, for the initial 20% on top of the mortgage. Right. 
So uh, all those people that bought there, all the naysayers going, no way, I'm not buying in the city now. Do you know the people that bought there, most of my friends who bought there did what I did. They bought two, rented one out. They all still tell me, oh, thank you so much for telling me to get a place there. Yeah. And my uncle owns strip a strip club in New Jersey. Right. And um, so I would help some of the girls do their budget. And one of the girls was in Little Falls. And I said, you know, because she owned one place. And I was like, you got to get another place because you're not going to be able to do dancing in a strip club forever. Right. And even she got another place at the mill and rented it out. But what I'm saying is, even up in here in California, people who lived in Los Angeles their whole lives, Lori and I only lived here two years before we bought a place. Right. And they're telling us, oh, no way, Culver City. Oh, my God, it's horrible. It's the ghetto. Right. It's just a miracle that I didn't listen to them. And then I look back, all those people, they were, you know, none of them owned a place. They mm. never bought a place. And mm. they were my age at the time, which, you know, was only 37 or so. But still, you know, they, that's the thing you got to keep in mind. Exactly what that said is true. And the people, though, you ask who have done what you did, that's the, this is the great thing about all this stuff. All this metaphysical stuff and anything in life, the people who have actually done it are always the encouragers. Yes. Even if they did it and screwed up and, and lost, they'll still cheer you on because they'll tell you, oh, this is the only reason I, this didn't work for me. And I've had people tell me that. Like, no, you should do this. And I'll say, yeah, but didn't you do a, you know, a play or whatever and you lost all this money? He goes, yeah. But, you know, this is what I didn't do and would tell me something right. better to do. Oh, people who live, and I know Bruni found, our guest found something he's going to read. But people who live with this from inside out, this optimistic, uh, passionate way of living, regardless of setbacks, they're always the most encouraging people. That's 100% right. I agree, so man. So believe these desires you have. Yeah. And don't ask the people that you normally ask that you know are going to tell you, you know, don't but, do it. Yeah, they're going to give you reasons why it won't work. And you're, what in all of your stories, you had inspired ideas. And they're silly inspired ideas. And, a lot, and people who don't live by faith and understand that there's a flow to life so they can't how do you know what, you know, like, yeah, you, you have to trust the way you feel and these inspired yeah. ideas and you just got to keep stepping forward boldly because you get these intuitive glimpses of where things are moving and you got to go with those things yes. and trust them. Even when some rational quote, rational minds will say otherwise. So let's get on to being a member of the funniest thing club, which is really what you're talking about. The type of living the way that you were describing, which is being an encourager, Taking yes. what seems to be risks to, to follow inspired ideas. Oh my God. I got a little foreshadowing. All right. Let's Even hear it. Bruni. I mean, I keep calling him Bruni. We have a guest named Stephen Bruni. Yeah. <laughs> but our guest just um, did something, followed an intuitive, mm. exciting, and, you know, scary, bold step. But man, you could tell it's going to work because you could feel it in him. Yeah. And you know, and I've been encouraging because I know that this stuff works. So he's got a good 
And it just is happening right now. That's amazing. It always works that way with the show. It's just amazing. That's why I love the show. This show is what we're describing, too. It has an energy of its own. I heard this bass player named Thundercat recently. My, my son sent me an interview with him, and he actually got sober fairly recently. Oh, um, no. I hope that doesn't ruin his... He... Um, <laughs> Well, it's yet to be seen about the music, what it will do to that. But No, I'm only kidding, no, folks. But he's, but he was talking about you know these truths that he's finding, you know, because yes. he's using them to it's new, it's navigate all new his thought. life. Yeah, it's yeah. all spiritual. And he also thought. is a guy who's a virtuosic, creative uh, musician. So he, has, he already had that connection with, you know how there's something about when you're creative. Yes. You have that living connection with this God, if you will, or the, wherever this creative source is. And the only reason I brought him up is because he said, uh, I think they were talking about like, do you do music for yourself or for others and this and that? And he was saying both. But then he said, it's really these these ideas come and you lend yourself to these ideas. Yes. And that's what we're doing. We're lending ourselves to this new thought movement, to this metaphysical truth. And I believe that anyone who's willing to be an outlet for this truth, it will come through. And it will direct your life. And I do believe that all the teachers who have been before us are just waiting for people like ourselves so that they can help us and flow us more inspired ideas. Because they, anyone who's lived on this earth and then gone on, I believe they're looking back going, I wish I knew that. I wish I really knew that it was all about joy and love. Yes. And they're willing to help. I really believe those spirits are willing to help anyone else bring that message to the world and that's what this show is it's it's it doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of rational sense how we even do it how like we have ministers asking us how do you do the show how do, how do you research it and it's just it's mind-boggling but it's an energy that we ride and it's a it's an energy that we trust so we thank you for being part of the funniest thing club which you were just about to describe yes and the funniest thing club which you're probably already a member and you don't even have to say you're a member because it's a way of living Yes. And we're just a group of truth enthusiasts who live each day as ambassadors of God's love. As we consciously radiate love, we perform everyday miracles and experience better than expected outcomes. Mm. If you're already living this way or strive to, then you may consider yourself a member. We motivate one another by simply sharing how miracles occurred naturally in our circumstances as the result of living lovingly and expectantly. Yeah, that's the key right there. That expectantly part oh, is important. Well, you know what Ernest Holmes said? What did he say? Joy is excited by the expectancy of good. That's so true. And uh, Nancy Norman on her Infinite Prosperity class this week, which is Unity joyofliving.org I believe it's the unityjoyoflife.org thank you we say it the wrong way every time unityjoyoflife.org I thought I was going to stick the landing uh, on her prosperity class which is every Thursday go to unity of unityjoyoflife.org you can see the link there it's 4pm uh, pacific and 4am pacific or 7pm and 7am if you're on the east coast but she said she and I think it was from home she said fear leads to failure and faith leads to success. She shared this quote, and it made so much sense. And if you think faith is joyous expectancy, yeah, following that sense of joyous expectancy always leads to success. And I've been listening to this guy Bashar, who's Paul Anka's uncle, Paul Anka's brother Daryl, channeling this being called Bashar. 
who says, good day to you. And then like he he's, shares the same stuff. But he says, I've just been uh, pressing play because I'm trying to um, get out of the negative YouTube stuff that sometimes I'll just, when I'm just like tired, I'm watching. So yeah. I started watching his stuff. But he says, you are, uh, like the, when someone's having an issue, he goes, well, are you following your highest joy at every moment? And they'll be like, no, not really. And, like, <laughs> and he goes, well, joy is a complete kit. When you do what you, when you follow your highest joy, it leads you to the next highest joy. You know, He's like, right. And he was spot on. So that joyous expectancy is so important because it's something that we've been talking about. It's thought plus feeling equals the demonstration. So I could be saying it and I could be saying it with like almost like a, a steely reserve that like, no, I'm going to do this. It's, but that's not it. It's a joyous expectancy of like, wow, I wonder, like Dugan would say, what good is going to come. Like really wondering with joy, what good is going to come from this? That's what I'm doing about this book event I'm going to. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> We're getting you ready, man. We're getting you ready. Bless the Patreon contributions, it says here on my script. So thank you to everyone who's contributing yes. through patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Ginger Melota uh, increased her yes, contribution this week. Grace Deathridge said thank you for the great classes. Uh, to all the participants, I'd love to see more if you are both feeling moved to continue them in some form. Do we know? Do you want to do it again this week or do you want to take a week off? Do you have any sense of that? I guess we – what do you think? It's really fun. I mean, I, I, I have been I enjoying love it. Let's do it. Well, we could e – you we know what? We'll email everyone. Yeah, we'll email everyone, so look for that email. If you're There's a Patreon a member, you'll get the email. Yeah, we just didn't have a chance to check in. Daryl's been busy getting ready for his book signing And today. I got an art show I'm hanging tomorrow. And he's – where? At – Yes, baby, in Burbank. Wow, it's already. Oh wow, it's already May. May. Yeah, I forgot what, how fast uh, the time. Yeah, and then flown. I'm doing the interview on that. Uh, develop skills. Yeah. Uh, you know the that organization. Oh yeah, the art art block. Art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called. I found out what it is. What is it? It's D S T L, which is develop skills. To transcend limits wow. through the arts. That's a beautiful title. By being title. creative, yeah. just like your friend, we're tapped into that right. higher yeah. voltage, as they ACDC yeah. said. And that actually doesn't, it just, well, we all, if you experience any creativity in your life, even rearranging the furniture in your living room is being artistic, right. you'll notice your mood elevates. So the first thing it does is heal the mind. And when the mind is an open channel and feels that delightful, refreshing connection, yeah, it heals everything else. It really does. Just like Broussard said, yeah. the joy is a complete kit. Yeah, that's so true. Man, Broussard. <laughs> <laughs> I told you how he... I, he blew my mind with also what the meaning of the word fulfilled. Like people use it, throw it around. But there was a woman who came to him and he said, she said, hello, Bashar. And he was like, well, good day to you. And then she, he's like, what story do you want to tell? And then she's like, uh, she started crying and he goes, well, what's your name? And he's like, Susanna. And she's like, everyone, Susanna's going to tell a story. And then uh, he, she's like, crying and he goes 
it's going to be an emotional story. And then, <laughs> and then, then she goes, he goes, well, are you feeling love right now? And he, she goes, yes, I am. And he goes, oh, all right. Susanna's going to tell a loving story. <laughs> and then she said, when I was younger, I didn't, I felt empty. And he goes, oh, you were telling an empty story. And then, you know what I mean? And then she goes, but now I'm feeling more full. And he's like, oh, so now you're telling a more full-filling full story. And I, it just, bing, my mind was like, wow, it's a story that fills us up fully. If something is fulfilling, yes, it's fully filling us. us up to overflow, which is what the Bible talks about. My cup is overflowing. It's a real thing. It's not something that's contrived. When we feel it, we really do know that we feel it. it. It's a real thing. It changes our whole being. That's a perfect segue in the meaning of words because we got some new meanings of words. That's right. So if you want to send us something, by the way, funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. We got a great one from Rhonda B. over the, um, I think it came through DarylNed.com. Yeah. Our, um, there's a link there. You can contact us. Email quickly. Just yes, press so contact. Rhonda's been lovingly listening since August 20th, and she caught us. She, she said she loves the way we look in the meanings of words, but it rubs her wrong when people get the wrong meaning of words. You know, she, So she shared that um, the the origin of the word desire is from the stars. Yes. And I, like, she shared the Latin. Because Wish we've been for... saying it means from the fa- of the Father. Which is another defen- definition but, that we but learned. I, but I like how it says yes, it's not just because remember what we're trying to what we're trying to reinforce is that the desire you can expect it because it means it's already yours. And you know, even she says, you know, it's expect is one of the yes is one of the to um, long for to to expect yeah, to demand. expect yes, yes, that's right. Await. What the stars will bring. Yes. It means that you're good. The good, like, Mm -hmm. it's just like you said this this morning. Yeah. From one of the readings that the good you desire got already. Yes, has planted in. Oh, you're going to read that, right? I think so. Yeah, that's good. I'll let you read that. The the beauty is Rhonda was, um, Greg Barrett, Barrett, excuse me, who has been on our show, was actually her minister when they lived in Kansas City. Um, She came up in uh, Renaissance Unity in Michigan. And then she listened to him again when she was at Unity of Northwest in Chicago, then Florida. Yeah. So she, uh, Rhonda has a, a rich history of this stuff. We really thank you for reaching oh, out yeah. and sharing with us. And one last good news thing, even though she clearly let us know she's not religious, but she discovered this stuff through uh, a 12-step program since 1986. So as long Just as like I've you, been doing man. this, yes. And she's also recently updated her old Falling Apart Louise Hay, The Power Is Within You book after and using her healing affirmations in the mirror work. So that's yes. amazing. Thank you for being part Thank of the you show. So much. And part of the Funniest Thing Club. Um, Kat- oh, yeah. And just let her know if she's listening. My brother joined the Air Force. He's boys in the Air Force, uh, 1980. When did I join? You, Four. Oh, okay. 84? Yeah, same year as me. Oh, wow. Cool. Cat Hurst, love, blame is blasphemy with Mitch Busk and said, another home run. Thank you, guys. Vicki Carolyn, who's actually the mother of Sarah Negadari, right? I think so. Is that her? I wow. think so. Said, I've suffered enough and wonderful things are happening to me now. Thank you. I needed to hear this. Grace Deathridge said, love the episode. Um, 
a big yes to allowing the flow, letting it in. Thank you. I know we put on 28 hours on the timer instead of 20. Oh. So we got a, at least like six more minutes on, on this segment, by the way, All for right. those of you. Oh, by the way, if you're not watching on YouTube already, go to YouTube and find Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Subscribe to the channel. Like the videos. Comment. We love hearing from you. Fuzzy807 said, another great episode. Thank you, Funniest Thing. J Film said, Mitch is the man. We agree. There's a reel that was where um, you were talking about how you were taught that, that the, um, go ahead and keep blaming or something. Yes. That's the surest way. Yeah, blame is the best uh, excuse. Yeah, you know no, I mean? no, it's the best way to justify why you're not pursuing your your dreams. That's right. And Miranda Arie, who's been on the show, who's an amazing teacher um, from the UK, said, "I mean, she's doing a really amazing." She things. works in the national health system. Yeah, there. the national health system. Yeah. Sharing these techniques, these. These ideas yeah. in the mental health profession, and she's being applauded for it. It's Isn't incredible. that a mirror? They yeah. should be doing that more here in America. I agree. I agree, which leads me to some an awareness that I had last night. But um, she said, ha, 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 yes, regarding the the justification. Blame. Blame, yeah, blame is justification for not following your dreams. The grievance with another is always self-destructive. Yes, it is. Oh, man. That's how I felt when I was getting those texts from you. I those loving it. texts about how I was prepared, joyfully preparing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you've been called the great, the great spiritual teacher because you take us into the dojo. And man, I went into the dojo with myself. I knew I was, mind you, but I didn't know I was. I mean, part of me thought it was bizarro. All right, thank you, Chief Engineer Jeff Comfort out in Kansas City, Kansas, because each week... He takes us right into the comfort zone. Indy over at Chobo Studios, chobostudios.com. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, doing great. Saturday's my favorite day. Hop over to the YouTube if you're not there already. We're past 500 subscribers. Yeah, well past. We're going we're gonna to get to 1,000 in no time. With yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, all right. So shout out. Um, let's do our three breaths. Okay, let's do. Let, let me read one thing. Yeah, read that thing. Should I read Ernest first? I was the one that said oh. no, or should I read the mental equivalent one? Because I think that's the one you just mentioned. Which was the one with the? Is that it? Let's see. Take a look. You want that one, or was it the? No, one? it was the one where you just believe. Remember, just expect it to be true, and it is true. Just expect it to be true. And it is. Jesus true. taught his followers. You said it. it oh, that. you talk. Okay, now I know. Sorry, we've had a couple different Ernest Holmes sightings today. Yes. Yeah, we were in the green room. We we probably we were like on methamphetamines for spirituality. We read like twenty different related readings, and that's what happens. Like the accelerated energy starts, and Bruni's throwing Bruni's in. Bruni's throwing in, throwing and down. You could call him Bruni too, because if you're a friend of the show, like then you're a friend of Stephen. And so now you too can call this big hunk Bruni as well. <laughs> so um, today which is the 29th of April, April when we're recording this. Um, Ernest Holmes wrote in th Science of Mind 365 or 365 Science of Mind. We highly recommend it. Rod Schweitzer is the one who recommended I get it, and it's really good. If you if you have trouble reading it first because it's a little bit dense, you can just pick out one paragraph That's out of the reading for a day. That's it. And that will be – it's a kind of easier way to digest it. But um, he said – 
Jesus discovered the meaning of life at the center of his own being and showed hum- humanity for all time what can happen when someone lives as though God was real to him, as though love were the final power and good the final arbiter of fate. And I loved it, and it, and I think it really touches on what the show is all about and something that Daryl has always said, which is, you don't have to even fully believe it's working. Just live as though it is. Because even for Daryl and I and Indy and anyone who's been living this a long time knows there are days when I just have to live as though it's true, even though my subconscious mind is railing against it or I'm letting go of old beliefs. All we're required to do is live as though it's real. We don't even have to earn it or any of that stuff. And we will see... The results. Yeah, nobody has to be perfect. I saw a great mem yesterday. You know yeah. what it said? It said now, mem for for you is meme for me, right? Oh yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so uh, meme. <laughs> no, I like the. You're like Elliot. My son always has like. I like the unique take on things. So go ahead. So uh, it's 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 actually like a script. So okay. it has the character and then what they said. Yeah. Two two lines, and the first says me, and this is what me says. Live with kindness and love, and you'll meet it wherever you go. And on the bottom, it says, also me. Nice job with the blinker, eight. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> so it shows, you know, yeah. not even. The thing is, I want everyone to know this, that li- applying this stuff, like disciplining ourselves, and we know it works, we know it feels good, but making mistakes and then correcting again, that means you're on the spiritual path. Yeah, it's constant course correction. Because some people see spiritual people and they go, oh, he's not spiritual. He still gets grumpy. No, he's spiritual. He is on the path. That's right. Nobody is like just never thinking of negative thoughts. The, the ones that are commendable are like all of us and all you listeners who in spite of moving off we know it doesn't feel good but also we push we 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 coerce ourselves or gently bring ourselves back on the beam that's the spiritual path if 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 jesus didn't experience these things why would he need to go off into the hills and meditate why would there be a whole part about the devil tempting him when when in (laughs) we've learned in hebrew tradition there was no really opposing power other than averse our thoughts that fight against our good i mean do you know yeah do you know how many times jesus would get all hopped up and go i think these guys are finally getting it and then they'd say so we're scared we're gonna be in yeah. a storm and go ah right. he was always doing that that's right that's right just when i thought they were getting it but he was even like you're saying go he where he was on the spiritual path the whole example of jesus is not the great exception it's the great example that's when it clicked for me that's right and you sent me this quote we get the abraham hicks quote every uh day in our mail bo- email box if you go to abrahamhicks.com you can subscribe it's worth it just to get the email it's kind of only thing they send you once in a while yes they have a cruise or whatever you can delete that if you don't want to go but <laughs> but the daily quotes are pretty good man and and you just sent it goes right along with what we just said, which is what true patience is, is knowing that you want it and knowing that it's coming and actually enjoying the unfolding along the way. Understand that you never get it done. So you might as well be patient. You never get it done because every time you want and receive, you also receive a new perspective from which to want. 
Life is constantly unfolding, is the constant unfolding of new desires and then a constant alignment to those desires. So we have to keep, we're constantly expanding. Yes. We have to keep realigning our mind with the good. Or are we going to do our breaths? Let me read this and then breaths and then break. Okay. How about and that? I got this one for the second. Because this really goes, the, the, the original, I, this show is kind of taken on a life of its own as it always do does, excuse me. The other day, you, we were talking about the governor. I think it was on our prosperity class on Patreon. Yeah. And right when you said that, I opened up a book, another Ernest Holmes, Creative Mind and Success, and I literally read Our Conditions Governed by Our Thinking. Right when you said, this is the only, I had two books that day. I opened one of them right when you said governor, and I read that line. And that's how I know Ernest Holmes wanted to tell us this. So he said, it is easy for the average person to see how it is that the mind can control and to a certain extent govern the functions of the body. Some can go even further than this and see that the body is governed entirely by consciousness. This they can see without much difficulty, but it is not so easy for them to see how it is that thought governs their conditions and decides whether they are to be success or failure. Yeah. Thinking back over the reason for things, you will find that you are surrounded by a mind or a law that casts back at the thinker, manifested everything that he thinks. If this were not true, man would not be an individual. Individuality can mean only the ability to think what we want to think. Oh, so that goes perfect with our three breaths. Yes. Where'd you get the inspiration for this? Oh, I used to love this guy. Okay. He's a mystic from South America. Yeah. Very good looking. Very, yeah, sizzling with the hips. And what was his name? Ricky. Not R Gervais. No, not Wh Gervais. What is it? He definitely is not a sizzler. What is with it? I forgot the last name. Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin. He was a former member of Menudo. Is it? Menudo was named after that soup that yeah. a lot of people have on Sundays to get over a hangover? Yeah. Isn't it crazy? It yeah. makes no sense that that's the band. Dude, that's why I love art, man. It's if it tickles your uh, if it tickles your fancy, who cares? Okay, you ready? All right, let's take it. Are you going to lead us off, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I let go of dread, I'm living la vida loca. When I let go of dread, I'm living la vida loca. <sighs> when I, I let go, go of dread, <laughs> I'm living la vida loca. You know, I have to share, what? and then we'll go to break. We went to Nancy Norman's prosperity class on Thursday, and there was a woman there who hadn't. It was her first time to the class. Do you remember her name? Um, the new uh, woman who uh, Indy who who knew me from the show, who who used the dread. I don't know. She was on fire at the end. She was introduced by Nancy because she they had been. She had been a fan of Nancy for many years and hadn't seen her or something in a while. Her name was Tracy. Tracy, correct. And she's a, it's, so Tracy was amazing. She had so much energy. And then I shared, and then at the end, she was like, I can't believe, she's like a huge fan of Daryl and Ed. And she's like, she said she's been using 
She always she frequently uses that uh, affirmation oh, we shared before. Yeah, it's this. It's my favorite sh- a musical. Share it. I'm going to wash that dread right out of my head. I'm going to wash that dread right out of my head and send it on its way. Yeah. So it was amazing. Tracy's been using that. She said she's been sharing it with friends. Like, it's amazing how this stuff works because we really do have to wash the dread out of our head. Uh, Eric Butterworth said just, like, treat the concern first. Get rid of the concern before you go around trying to act on it. That's what this show is all yes, about. Like, thank plant you. New seeds. I needed that. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, we can things can get dreadful if we believe that. You know, if we keep looking. If you through don't that treat lens. the concern, you're gonna feel the burn. All right, we got a lot more good stuff coming up. Because coming up next, tantalizing tattoo artist Stephen Bruni adds Miracle Grow to our good desires with today's reading, Zeal. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed right here from Chobo Studios. We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today's show is called Every Thought is a Prayer with Stephen Bruni. How are you, buddy? I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. What a wonderful show already. Isn't it amazing? We've already had a miracle because uh, in the description, we said you're going to add miracle grow to our desires. And look at what hat you're wearing. Oh, man. Like Fazzaro said, it's high voltage. I love that one. That's <laughs> good. Voltage. That's good. Yeah, it's TNT. Dynamite. So you have this little quote you wanted to read before. Yeah, this is from Esther Hicks. And it goes along with our thinking is really, uh, I like what Catherine Ponder said in her book where she said, and this is, she also requotes this in her pow, uh, Dynamic Laws of Healing that, Prosperity mm. is 98% mental activity yeah. and just 2% outer action. Doing. Yeah. yeah. It says the same thing with health. And, you know, so here Esther Hicks says, and that's what this show is about every thought's a prayer. Yeah. So here we go. Your action has nothing to do with your abundance. Your abundance is a response to your vibration, which could be considered your consciousness. Right. Of course, your belief is part of your vibration. So if you believe that action is part of what brings your abundance, then you've got to unravel that. What a relief. Yeah. Same thing with healing. Mm Mm-hmm. The body knows how to heal. Right. Sometimes I think I got to will it into healing. Right. Or I got to treat it like a broken piece of machinery and find the repair, you know, get some sort of repair part. But it's a miracle right. machine of its own. He, the healing is springing forth from inside mm. always. And the bonus is I don't have to be the fixer. No. Oh, that's a relief. I got to remember that, though, because my mind thinks I got to be the fixer. Or the figure outer. I don't want to be either. (laughs) Too much stress. What's the alternate Mm. to that? Belief, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking about it before you got, when you guys were talking and um, 
I had a friend recently and uh, I sent her some kind of quote or some reading in the morning and, and it was basically the same thing of like what I believe comes to fruition in my yeah. life and that's how it works or my thoughts create what that is, the same thing we talk about and we believe. She said, yeah, but how? I don't understand. And so I called her, I said, well, listen, it's like you can have this idea right of like i'm going to change my thinking which i think is a great first step of like a yeah. beginning to doing it and i think that some people when they're new at doing this it kind of feels like spinning tires with no traction in the beginning because you're trying to think better thoughts and mm -hmm. it's like the beginning process of turning it and i think what happens at least what happened for me was deep under that and the way i explained to her is like the top level of that for me is the idea of like when that bad thought comes in nope nope i don't have time for it and then it's like sooner or later the, the layer underneath that is where the belief sits, right? Like the surface level of that is changing the thought. And then internally, yeah. I believe that. And she said, well, how does it work? My life isn't working. And I said, because on the surface level, you, you believe it, you see it, you change it, you're taking the action. But underneath there, you think, yeah, it works great for them, but not for me. And it's like, I have to be able to change that belief system underneath. And that's what puts the traction under the tires. And when it starts to manifest in my life, when that belief, that belief comes true. And Eckhart Tolle was talking about it. And he said, they said like, what's the initiator for all of it? And it's that deep down belief that I am worthy. It is going to happen. Yeah. It is coming to me. And that's when it all comes to the magic moment of happening. Well, she actually said the answer in the beginning. What's wrong with my life? It's not working. She just that said means, it. That's, that's it. That's the theme, that's it. like it's saying. That's the theme of her thoughts. But we need other people, like you're in her life, or like I have people in my life that remind us, no, no, no. No, no. No, no. That's the problem. Just trust me. Just you just told me what your belief is yeah, by just the yeah, statement alone, which yes, that's not, that's why it's that, not working. That's why it's not working. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That goes with the Bashar thing. It's like, Oh, you're telling a not working story. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting the not working. Yeah. It's just proof that it's working. And you're reaffirming that it's not working. That's right. why it's not working. Yeah. Exactly. And, and then yes. when you said about that lower level, and I love how you're kind of that solar plexus area down here is really like when you, because when you were doing that, it's, it goes back to what we mentioned in the beginning, which is thought plus feeling is what really gets yeah. the demonstration. When the feeling kicks in, when it gets into that deeper mm -hmm. level and that belief underneath it shifts, and now we have emotion and like childlike energy yeah. behind the thought and the belief. It's and that's amazing. where the excitement comes in. Yeah. Because that breeds the excitement is once that belief's there. This just happened to me the other day. Mm. Like Daryl was mentioning earlier in the show, I just released a product and went through this whole thing. And Tell and them what it is. Don't be so, shy. This is exciting <laughs> stuff. I had the, the, the uh, gentle nudge, if you will, deep down to uh, fix a problem that was in my industry, right? In the tattoo industry that people are starting to use numb cream and, and, and I wanted to, to create a numb cream that works better for the tattoo artist, right? The, the, all the old ones, they, they typically make the skin very, not very pliable, not hard to work with, red, irritated. So I worked with the lab for the last six months and created uh, one that you can't even tell is on there when you're doing it. And it not only works for tattooing, but it works for micro needling, for estheticians, it works for microblading, which is like permanent eye makeup. It works for tattoo removal. Uh, it works for all these different different things that we can use it for because it's like a topical pain relief cream. So after all the work and all the creative and the businesses and all the things that we had to set up, which was months and months of setting up, 
which folks, I'm not good at any of that. And it was just one foot in front of the other, believing in the idea because it felt good here and I knew I needed to chase it. I'd make a to-do list in the morning. I'd check off those to-do things. That'd be my task for the day. And then I'd move to the next day. And at the end of the week, I got a whole bunch done, a whole bunch done. And then at the end of six months, the products released, trademarks registered, you know, the LLCs, the EINs, the business, all the things, the websites, all the creatives, everything's released. And um, on the day it released, mind you, it hasn't even gone into marketing yet. It hasn't gone into, just the products live. And I have this idea of, I'd like to do X number. I don't even know what the number is, but I have to do it. And then I didn't match it because I'm an over-exaggerator sometimes, or I like to hope for the best. And it didn't hit exactly what I thought. And I noticed that one thing was like, oh man, that voice. And as fast as it came, right? Like my yeah. work, not God's work, my work is to go, nope, Nope, we're not doing that. Yeah. Just because it's gonna grow, it's gonna grow at its speed, not at my speed. Yes. It doesn't happen when I want it to happen. It just happens because I know deep down in my gut that I was supposed to create that. So, and I think one of the readings that one of you guys read earlier said, it's like not on my timing that it happens, but I know if it's divinely inspired that it's gonna happen. Yeah. And like, that's where that belief came in. And I just drowned it out, put the flame out of negativity right away. And then I can move on and go back into that excited state of creativity, yes. which breeds joy. Right and joy is what moves fuels, fuels it some all. more. Fuels the next. Mm. Yeah, I think it was from the Emmett Fox reading. Just, I mean, I could just truncate it, try instead of trying to dig it out. I don't know if it's that reading, but it's reminding me of the reading where he gives the example that when we have these negative thoughts, you have oh, to yes. think of them like you're next to a fireplace and a little cinder lands on your sweater. You have to extinguish it right, right away. away, and there's minimal to no damage. But if I look at it and go, oh, it's burning my sweater. Oh, I wonder if this is going to ruin my sweater. And Sweater's ruined. ruined. It's getting <laughs> right. worse and worse and worse. Right. It burrows itself in. Yeah. Maybe we were reading that before in the green room, but yeah. it burrows itself yeah. in, that thought that once mm. I let it take hold of me, oh, it's game over. I've already lost the battle because yeah. I'm so deep in. But if I can let that ember get it off right away, yeah. there's nothing there. And that is good news because it actually is... Um, it's actually reinforcing the truth that all we really need to do is to extinguish the negative because the the prevalent theme is optimism and is faith and is good. Yeah. Because if it, if we had to do like if it was about extinguishing the negative, okay, now you're going to have to build yourself up, build the believing. new sweater. Yeah, 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 yeah. you yeah. don't. Nope. Nope, just get rid of it. I think that leads perfect into yes, this reading, right? This reading is This awesome. was the reading that we read before in the green room. This was from April 27th oh, last yeah. year. I don't remember the name of the book. It's one of the books that I read. Um, it says, Why not be an optimist why not be an optimist an optimist in this life? Always expecting the best, always finding the best, always creating the best. Optimism leads to power. Pessimism leads to weakness and defeat. Let the power of the spirit shine in and through you, creating around you a world of beauty, peace, and harmony. Mm -hmm. When your outlook on life is optimistic, you lift all those souls around you, giving them hope, faith, and belief in life. You will always find that like attracts like, that your optimism will create optimism like a snowball. 
There is always hope in life, even when it's a tiny flickering spark to begin with, like that intuition. When it is surrounded with hope and love in the right atmosphere, the tiny spark will be fanned into a flame and it will grow and grow until you are on fire with the fuel of the spirit, which is unquenchable and inextinguishable. Once it has been ignited, nothing will be able to stop it spreading. Yes. That is good stuff, yeah, man. That's medicine. The good, the good tasting <laughs> yeah. kind. Yeah. I just read in this book called Asking It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks this morning about what you were saying about the good news is that the power is always flowing in a positive direction, which really is the good news. And that's why those feelings feel the thoughts that the beliefs that are out of sync with that they feel bad for a reason it's an indicator that we're going against the current you know and so this morning i just highlighted this there's she's uh she's writing there's no reason to worry about your thoughts for they're not like a loaded gun that may wreak powerful and instantaneous destruction for although the law of attraction is powerful the basis of your experience is that of well-being Even though your thoughts are magnetic and expand with your attention, you do have plenty of time. As soon as you become aware of any negative feelings, to to begin to choose other less resistant thoughts and thereby choose a more desired outcome because the stream of well-being is always flowing. So even a small effort made toward choosing a better feeling thought will net you obvious results. That's like your little list, like, you know, like do yep. little yeah. things. Tiny little bit. bit. Once little you deliberately bit. choose a thought and consciously feel the improvement in the way you feel, you have successfully utilized your own guidance system and you now can be on your way to the freedom that you desire and deserve for there's nothing that you cannot be, do, or have. You know, it's funny that you say about that little bit. It just reminded me when you said it. I can remember when I first started living this way, maybe 10 or 11 years ago. And someone told me, when you go to work, you don't have to give 150%. Give 105%. Because after you know, that's progressively catches up to you. At the end of the year, you put 5% extra in each day, which 5% is not that much, but 5%, that 5% will make loads of difference compared oh, to yeah. everyone you work with. And then at the end of the, at the end of the year, you look like you're shining so bright and you didn't really give that much. Well, you know, this is good because what we're talking about now is reassuring to all of us, especially listeners who are going, oh my God, I think a negative all the time. I'm ruining my life. Well, we just heard from Esther Hicks and what you're saying is that it's the general tone and even that can change. And the best part is it's in the moment. I mean, I got a reading here from Sue Sicking. Sicking and what she's saying in a nutshell is, you know, you could tell yourself, oh my God, my thinking brought me these problems I have in my life right now, whatever they are. It could be a health, it could be financial. But the good news is right now, as soon as we use the now to now think more optimistically and start moving our thoughts little by little, little by little into believing that things will change for the better, they immediately start changing for the better. Well, and it's like almost that's the turning point, yes. right? If I get to the idea that like my thoughts have brought me this far, all these negative things, if you stop there, you're correct. That has. Yeah. And then that's the jumping off point yeah. to go, but... We're going to switch it over to this. And then that's the turning point that turns it there. And it's immediate. And also with the law of attraction, people go, oh my God, I'm thinking negative. Or or how am I ever going to think positive and make good things? Here's the other good news. Do you know it only takes 51%. Only an extra 1% of your thinking throughout your day 
towards being more positive is enough to make a significant change. Huge. Mm-hmm. So think about that. If you're going, oh, I think, well, at least now we're not, I mean, I think negative a lot of the day, but right. I, I can tell you, I do not think negative more than 51% of the day. I don't live there. No, I they don't live there. They come and they there. get distinguished. I, yeah. yeah, I'm always bringing it back. So I'm probably living 76 or 66 or 80% some days, but that's the good news because for your life to improve, the general tone, the general positive atmosphere of your consciousness, the thoughts you're thinking, the beliefs you're thinking, is only needs to be 51% to make, like you said, significant improvement. And another thing you brought up made me think too, where you were saying about as soon as we make that shift, it's just like, the moment we ask for help, and I'm, it could be internally to God, or if you're really in the cups with something like addiction, the moment you decide to ask someone for help, or if it's something within, the healing's begun. That's the turn. That's the that's, turn. That's the that, point. The healing starts the moment. And I, if I could trace back to moments where I've been in those places, and it's true. The healing begins the moment we ask for help. The recovery begins the moment you ask for help. That's the surrender. It's the yeah. sur- the surrender is just the I'm not fighting it anymore. And if yes. I'm fighting the idea of like I always have negative I'm fighting the negative idea. So I'm already I'm losing yeah. the battle. So it's like the stopping, surrendering means I lay my weapon down, I give up, and then like what what's your agenda? And your agenda would be the good agenda yeah. of the way I want to go to be able to change my yeah. life in the direction I want to go. And it doesn't take much, folks. Just 1% improvement. How easy is that? It's the best news. Because <laughs> if you had to do 100%, we'd all be no, walking I'd out quit. the door. I would have never started. It's too much, too big. I, I wouldn't be sitting here. Too big. I wouldn't have lived past 30. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm out. Yeah, and the divine joke in all of it is this, too, is that we're already in heaven. Yes. We're moping around in heaven. <laughs> we're moping in heaven. <laughs> like the problem was not that we weren't in heaven or that we weren't amazing or that we yeah. weren't incredibly blessed to be sitting in a studio or just even where we live or who we are. The the joke is that we were moping. Isn't that the not, best? It, yes, it is. And, and, and another Bashar thing that he said that stuck with me is the moment. And it's, it didn't stick with me because I never heard it. It stuck with me because I found it true again and again, which is once we switch our thinking like that little yeah. bit all we got is the, the tiniest bit we are no longer the person who even had those past experiences yes. because i've been doing this right and i've been working with myself letting go anytime i'm feeling slumpy and it's not always easy like well what am i doing right now like who am i waiting for to do something good but in that time, what am I doing in this moment where I'm sl- like moping yeah. about it? And I've been doing my darndest to switch into, well, let me be the guy who's encouraging yeah. someone. Let me. Yes. And and I've been blessing my life. And all of a sudden, my mom started sending me pictures because it's my friend's like 50th birthday. So I asked her, do you have any pictures of me and my buddy? from Because I've known him since third grade and his, his girlfriend wanted me to send stuff over. But she sent me along with that all these pictures of me when I was younger with my dad, my grandfather. And there's so much joy in there that I had forgotten about. Could relive it through the pictures a little bit. Yeah, And it's a different me that I even was associating. I'm like, that's me. And now my dad's 
um, in a different phase of his life. He's in his 80s and he's got these Parkinson syndromes, uh, symptoms and things. And he's he's kind of like, you know, like hunt physically different. But now I'm remembering like this guy, dude, this guy was a hit, man. He had sideburns. He's like playing with me and my two brothers. My brothers obviously love me. And I'm sitting there the whole time just because I was the youngest. Like, like looking around, and, ah, like just taking it in, feeling loved. It's like a, it's a new me that's always been there. But yeah. it's be- when I tell a different story, I realize there's this whole other me that I am now that's always been loved, that's mm. always been joyful. Like my, I've always had a proclivity towards love and joy. It's amazing. We pick up terrible stories to tell ourselves. Bad stories. I know. And mine's like, a, excuse me, mine's been like wedged Tight. in the back of my brain. Like, Tight. Oh, oh. And I remember. Where we learn this stuff. Like, why yeah. do like, like throughout life we're not born with these awful stories i started to i i have to co- come clean i there was a time in my life where i started wanting to have a victim story i wanted to double down on that i wanted to i thought that made me a real person by saying i had been through but man now i'm having fun attaching and uh, uh reconnecting because you got to be a child to enter the kingdom of heaven right so because it's that's where, like you were pointing down here, that's where all of a sudden I start. I'm a totally different guy. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling joy. I'm less, I'm not the guy who's sitting around, oh, I'm an artist and, and someday this world will see me for who. No, it's like, I don't even care about that. I want to enjoy this while I'm here. And by doing it that way, all of a sudden everyone sees that person that I wanted them to see all along. It's an amazing thing. You feeling. know, it's wild. You were saying something and it kind of struck something inside me that you know, especially people that are newer to try to live like this, it's hard to be able to have that faith, yeah. right? That faith that's there that everything's gonna work out. And 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 I, I can remember when I first started doing this, I, I had that those old ideas we're talking about of this like religious dogma of this like blind faith, just believe no yeah. matter what. And it just didn't work no. for me. Like I wish it would have worked because I wanted it to work right. for me and to be able to yeah. buy that. Yeah, but, but I just deep down, like I couldn't buy it, right? Yeah. And, and, and somebody explained to me that like, if, if you slow down a little bit instead of trying to take such a big bite of the whole thing and just look at the small, the very, very small micro. And once something happens, you can believe because faith is the result of the result you already got. Mm -hmm. And you can live off of that and you use those as building blocks like, this worked last time, so I bet it'll work again this time. With yeah. something as small as that, that belief that's inside you that sits here, it starts to reaffirm it yeah. based on the results that I get that are good, that are yeah. working, that are the, the the direction that I want my life to go. So it's like having that result of results is my faith. It, it, it's, it's more digestible, I guess, for me than that whole like, take the whole lot is just yeah. too much you know yeah. it feels the same thing about i need to be 100 percent perfect it feels yeah. the same to me it's just too it's too great of a task for me to accomplish you know i i was talking to my wife about this because she she's in her own business and growing that and you know we're all creative people and it's she was she heard someone that she looked up to say on her page or whatever on some social media it said i suffer from imposter syndrome and for some reason her seeing someone who was doing something that it, it let her off the hook. like, right. And I was saying, that's part of the joy of this too, is once you realize everyone around you is also thinks they're impossible, <laughs> it's like, then, like we, then I get out of this little room with myself of trying to make myself into this perfect, it's like, why? We bless each other by admitting we're all in the process together. With the greatest people you're looking up to are feeling and thinking the same things you are. So yeah. that's actually proof that we can all be successful. Be- instead of some of us get hard on ourselves about this spiritual, not a hard on, we get hard on ourselves <laughs> about this stuff, thinking 
we need to be it's just another way of thinking we need to be perfect instead of realizing we're just I'm just retraining my brain to think I are to recognize I already am perfect. Even with all the things that I'm working out, I'm already perfect. That's what makes it perfect. Yeah. That's the jam. Because mute like art wouldn't be good if it's doesn't relate to the human experience, right? Like music, there's something yeah. you know, like it's reflecting back. But if it's the good stuff that we like, it's also pointing toward our divinity, but it's including all of the wholeness of being a human. And it's more relatable because it's yeah. not perfect. Yeah. yeah. Perfect art's I know. It, but it's, I like, I love the imperfections. I love that. Me too. Oh, that's kind of messed Me up, too. but I like it because it gives it character. Yeah. No, I was just thinking that today. I'm going, man, if all art was perfect, I'd be bored. I remember <laughs> I was thinking that this morning. Yeah. You know what's crazy? So... I was in the military, I was in the service, I'm drawing cartoons while I'm in the service. You know, they're being used by the military and I started on the shit when I was on the Coast Guard cutter. But all that time I'm telling myself, I'm not a real artist, I need to learn until I know how to draw realistically. I'm telling myself this lie. I go to art school, within six months I realized, holy cow, I could draw realistically, like, because we were drawing, like, score, like, you know, still lifes and people. And now I, and then I have to let myself the hook. But you know what? You don't ever need to know how to draw perfectly, folks, because right. I don't like, I mean, I yeah. can't draw perfectly, <laughs> but it doesn't bring me as much joy as drawing imperfectly. Right. And I enjoy imperfect art more than I do perfect art. Because as with most. Perfect art yeah. is just like, okay, yeah, that's that's a perfect man yeah. dancing with a Yeah, okay. But then I see something that's a little bit cruder, like children's art, and I'm like, ooh, I like that. A little more abstract. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or, or just, it's just something in there that has heart in it, but not perfection. You know, um, yeah, I think you and I have talked about this. Remember back in the day, like the comic book art? I loved it when even like the, say it was like uh, the, fan, what are the Fantastic Four, whatever yeah. they were in that. Yeah. I loved it when there was little lines coming off of the guys. Yes, like it, yes. I, I hated when this new form of like, like I think Disney. it became digital and it had yes. like thick, perfect, everything has yes. thick, perfect You wanted outlines. to scribble the outlines. Yeah, yeah. I liked when you could see someone actually, I didn't know, Drew. I didn't think about that at that time, but I just naturally felt good when I would look at that stuff. And I didn't feel good when I looked at this overly yes. processed, overly cleaned up stuff. It just doesn't but, speak to me. But isn't that just how it is like with living this way of life, yes. right? When I see someone that's too perfect, Nah, forget it. I can't relate. Right. You're too far off. The you're too far off. Yes. But I see someone that's like gets grumpy, but can turn their thoughts. Like, oh, this is inspiring because yes. you can do it, and I can do it because you're more relatable. And it's the same thing, I think. Right? Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And something you said lit a fire in me too, because I and I needed to hear it because I wasn't sure like what it was. That I was feeling a little off today, and I wasn't sure what it was. But it's this. It's. And I've been talking about it, but I didn't know what I was talking about until you were speaking. I realized there's this, there's a, there, you, there's, I think it's like a fear I used to have that the key, that I held the key to all of this. Like, and even religiously, I was almost taught that I didn't hold the key, that someone else, that this God outside myself did, or this character of Jesus outside myself. Whereas with the stuff that we're talking about, and sometimes it can be a tough pill to swallow. 
at first. Yeah, it always That's is why, at first. Thank God we have teachers who aren't afraid to give us the tough pill, like Daryl's teachers and Daryl with me. And, it's more like a tough shoe. Yeah, but it's like, and it's actually <laughs> right like the behind. A boot. It's, the, it's a be, yeah, it's a boot, which turns out to be the best thing for us. But it's this that we hold the key to all of it. Yeah, it's like, and the it's our own sense of empowerment. Like I would lately. I've been looking at like, why do I feel so bad about going to work? And the, this week, what changed for me, I, I had to tell myself it during my meditation, I, Ed, you don't have to go there. Like at first I was like, what do you mean? I have a job to, but I had to like be that parent with myself. No, but you don't actually have to go there. You can go anywhere you want right now. Isn't that amazing? And it changed my whole perspective of things because I think I was raised to be like, no, you have to do this. You have to do that. And even God was like, you have to do this. You have to. But that's not what this is all. It's a choice. It's a choice. And the key is within ourselves. And for some reason, me feeling that right now is like, wow, because I could walk out of here right now. There's sometimes I think that I'm like stuck in this chair. I got to do the show. How am I going to finish? I can leave right now if I wanted to. You can drive up the coast. That's that used to be my problem is that I didn't realize I had a choice. So sometimes I'd be doing the thing I wanted to do and I'd want to run away from it because whatever, I had this mixed feeling. I got to get out of here. I don't feel safe. I don't feel free. But because no one, I I didn't realize I held the key to it all, man. Like, and we each one of us do for our own lives, the golden key to recognize that the divine lives within each us, uh, within each one of us. And, and our thinking matters. The little key turns and the attitude shifts. Key turns, attitude shifts. Yeah. I think that was when you said you're down here, it's a, you know, cause like your personal power and that solar plexus. And then like you said, yeah, that it's just the, how do you do the little thing that turns the key that turns the wakens that the hits hole. the light bulb and then I'm good yeah. to go. Right. Cause sometimes lately I've been feeling like my energy's stuck and then I'll be like, I got to get this energy moving and then yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll like make it worse inadvertently. Yeah. Whereas if I take the time, calm down, tell myself I'm okay. And think like you said, one thought in the right direction. Then I don't have to make the energy move within me. It just it starts moves. moving. It starts moving. It just, moves. just like the art you guys are talking about. I don't have to make the energy in me move when I hear or see or feel something. It just moves. moves. That's God. Like without that, there it's not controllable. Right. It's some it's it's and when we're living this way, we realize why would we want to control it? It's it's a delightful thing to be a part of, you know? Well, yeah. Well, that's what going along with what I was saying earlier. The stories we pick up, it's because we hear so much from other people's point of view that we think it's impossible to just allow ourselves to move in that direction. Yes. Or to just be. Or to just be. Yeah. You know, no, no, you got to look at it this way or it's supposed to be viewed like this or this is good because... We say it's good for these reasons instead of, I don't like that because that's where I would get in trouble. I go, well, I don't like that. Must be something wrong with me. Now I'm finding, no, I don't like that. And then years later I go, huh, I was ahead of it all. I'm not being arrogant. I mean, just in some things, and I'm not talking worldly things, but even just with friends, I'm saying little things even. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, I wasn't cool because you could even say, because I didn't have the sneakers all my other friends were wearing at that time. But I didn't really like those sneakers. I was wearing these other sneakers. But in my mind, I'm thinking they're cool. No, they're followers. 
They were following the right. sto- everyone else's story right. that says you're cool if you wear these sneakers. Mm-hmm. And I mistakenly was caught in this in-between because I didn't have the sneakers or maybe I wanted the sneakers or maybe I didn't like the sneakers, but I thought I should have those sneakers. And now I'm like, wait a minute, no. You got to live by your own compass. Yeah. And it's your own joy. Me, me, I just was thinking about this. Me and Jenna were watching a show the other day, and it was about this guy who helps people get out of debt or something. Right. right. And there was this young girl, and she actually lived in L.A., and they had a section on her. And she was living in a house. She bought a condo that she couldn't really afford, but she had this idea, I'm a grown-up if I buy a house. I have to uh, buy a house to get it. She was living in this house with no hot water for seven months because she couldn't afford the hot water, but she had a condo. And he was mm. trying to convince her, like, just because someone's told you that that's what you need doesn't mean it's what you actually no. need or it's the move. And it kind of, like, worked itself out or whatnot, but it just kind of reminded me that, like, we all have these ideas of whatever we were impressed on in childhood that you need this for this result, yes. whether to be cool or to be an adult or to be spiritual or... Who knows? Whatever yeah. it is. But like the sooner I can divorce that and just replace it, replace it, replace yeah. it and switch it, then I live more joyfully when I'm yeah. just being. This goes right back to the reading from Einstein that opened the show. Right. Yep. Isn't this crazy? Are you going to tell a story about Bruni? Oh, yeah. Well, we got we still have his reading. You mean, no, he read his. You mean the zeal? No, zeal. Another zeal. Yeah. The I zeal. also wanted to say the word, the key word in all of that stuff is should. Oh, I should. should. Oh. And that is... So the should is in the could We found out that the word should has the same like root as scold. Yeah. Ooh. And it's like we're scolding ourselves. ourselves. And that's like what a lot of us were educated to believe that it's okay to scold you if you didn't get it right. It's okay. Like, so we, we, we were, that was like, we were trained to believe that someone else held the key to oh. our happiness and they could take it from us until we did what they wanted us to do and we earned it back. But the truth is we have always held the key and we will always hold the key. And as soon as we realize it, everything changes. Well, it's that same idea with guilt and shame, right? Yeah. Yeah. The idea that people like, oh, if you do something wrong, you should feel guilty. You should feel shameful. But like, if it's not good, it's not God. That's right. So I don't think so. I I, I think I can learn from my mistake and move on, but I don't need to feel that way and torture myself with those should You know, and part of my loving reframe of my whole life is that, so I was in, the gen- like the regular school behind my house when we moved to from New York to California until in third grade, they tested me for this gate program, this honors kind of thing, whatever. Like, So I, I remember taking the test, didn't know what the heck it was. I got into this program. In fourth grade, I started hopping on a bus to go across town where they had a gate program. All of a sudden, uh, whereas if I said something funny in class in this other school, I'm getting in trouble. I'm getting yelled at, like literally my ear. I would get, and I was like not even trying. I was just an oddball. I didn't, I wasn't even trying to be that dude, yeah. but I remember getting yelled at and I was hell, like literally. But God's so loving or life is so on my side. All of a sudden, now I'm in a classroom where if I say something odd, the teacher's like, that's amazing. Like yeah. what you just said is so creative or, you know, like, and it changed my whole experience of my life, the setting and and it's a good metaphor for life because there's a lot of people like the the thing that you read in the beginning who aren't yeah. even running the race and they're telling you you're wrong 
but I was running a different race, man. Yeah. I was, We're I all was running of course. Our own race. Yeah. Of course, it doesn't make sense if they're not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's so, and it just recently, because I've always asked, like, what the heck am I doing teaching special education? And just yesterday, it just occurred to me, like, I work with kids, some of them in fourth grade, and they're like, there's, they're at the maturity level of a five year old, right? But it, deep inside me, and I think it was because of my own experience, I believe that everyone has a right to be successful. Everyone has a right to come to that environment. They're putting their lives in our hands to have a successful, satisfying day where they feel valuable. So I just change everything I do to meet, if he can only do one plus one, which is where he was in the beginning of the year, I was so happy to teach him one plus one as if he was learning the mo like a novel. Yeah. And now, and as a result of doing that, he, his confidence has grown and he's happy and he met another friend just like him and I work with both of them. And it just, it's just, show, uh, it just my mind started connecting the dots like, wow, uh, that happened for me and now I'm passing it on to these kids because I believe that whoever you are, you're on this planet, and I hope not just to give it to them, but to teach them how to give it to themselves moving forward. You know, and others, and yeah. others. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we we have it within ourselves to be the firm and loving parent, regardless of what anyone else is saying. To say we are. That's why these principles are about. We are divinely created, whether anyone else knows it or not. And once we stop fighting with them, we stop getting in trouble. We stop seeing self-destructive. We start to blossom. We start to yeah. connect with other people who recognize us for who we are, and good things happen. And stop fighting inside. Yeah, right. That's where the yeah I can let the let it off. Yeah, and that's where we get our zeal. Zeal. Are we ready for some zeal? Yes. Sure. Okay. Zeal. My zeal for life carries me forward. I connect with the power of zeal within me and feel an influx of energy and enthusiasm. My zeal drives out apathy and boredom, filling me with passion and purpose. I use zeal to propel myself into a new adventures with confidence and boldness. At the start of each day, I affirm enthusiasm for everything before me, even the more mundane parts of my life. I approach each task with gusto, knowing my attitude will make all the difference. My zeal inspires me spiritually. Far from the frenzy and charged activity of my outer life, I bring quiet zeal to my spiritual life. I stoke the fires of spiritual truth until they burn steadily within me, setting my mind and heart aglow with the light of God." You shall love your Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Deuteronomy 6, 5. Deuteronomy. Dude. Deuteronomy, <laughs> yes. Um, Daryl and I have talked about it many times. Before we wrap up the show real quick, can, if, you were, if there's anyone who's listening and you're still not doing a morning routine, if you're still like... Yeah, I know you teach a lot of people this stuff. What would you, how would you recommend someone getting started? Because I know you do a morning routine. So what would you recommend for someone who isn't yet doing a morning routine? How, how, would, how would you recommend they get started? Oof. I know I, I'm putting you on the spot. but No, I, you, I think it's, I, I, I think, and it's the same t thing I tell people. And I, I've heard Daryl say like his pitch on it, like, you know, if you can't spend seven seven minutes on yourself in the morning, there's nothing I can do for you, which I think is phenomenal. Yeah, it's and, true. And it's not like... Um, you know, one of our morning routines might be 40 minutes or an hour right. or 45. No one's expecting that of you. Yeah. You know, it might be sitting down and just saying, please direct me through the day. And that might be the starting point. You know, I can remember when I started doing a morning routine, let's see, 11 years ago. Um, 
it would just be, I would like read one reading out of a book while I was, I think I was smoking at the time. So I'd have a cup of coffee and a cigarette and I would read this one reading. I go, all right, here we go. And it wasn't that I like, like, like I was filled with, with what happens to me now when I do a morning routine, but it was just the initiator to get me to start doing it. And it was like, it only took one reading. Yes. You know, today mine looks like six readings. I write a letter to God (laughs) as well. I meditate and then I write a to-do list and I meditate on that to-do and it's like gotten bigger but it hasn't gotten bigger because i think it needs to be bigger and that's like the point it's gotten bigger because i enjoy adding new things to it because i enjoy it and 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 like me and daryl have talked about before like i i one i don't have to i don't have to do anything like you said ed i don't have to do anything i do it because i enjoy doing it and that only is from time of doing it right it's like going to the gym if i'm out of shape and i go to the gym i'm like i hate this and i don't want to do any of it but after a couple weeks all of a sudden i feel good i'm looking in the mirror like i feel you know i'm starting to enjoy the process Mm -hmm. of doing it and what'll happen is you'll start to enjoy the process of going through your day by just taking a small step to yeah. set it right in the beginning of the day. And and uh, I mean, I don't know. There's days where I do two morning routines because I'll take a nap in the middle of the day and I wake up and I say, yeah. let's go. And yeah. you know, the funniest thing happens, you read it, the same things in the afternoon, it's completely different because yes. I'm in a completely different state of I, yes. mind. I don't even remember reading any of that stuff right. again. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I do that too. If I take a nap, I go, oh, okay, I got to do a morning routine again. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. And man, it's a game changer. It is. Yeah. And if you want a good book, Mental Equivalent by Emmett Fox is a great light reading that you can read a page of this as part of your morning routine. I opened it up today and I think it's perfect for ending the show in terms of the reading portion is... He says, build a mental equivalent of freedom, of vibrant physical health, of true prosperity, of increasing understanding and achievement for God. Build it by thinking of it, having faith in it, and acting the part. And the old, sometimes we're just acting the part, man. And the old limitation equivalent will gradually fade out, for the door is unlocked and the voice of God in your heart. This is so key. The voice of God in your heart says, be free. You know, I remember this, the first guy that ever told me about a morning routine, and this seemed really, really easy. Um, And I wasn't like the biggest like Bible guy at the time, but like the Proverbs I could get behind because they were just kind of like little words of wisdom. They weren't real, the thou kind of the old Bible stuff that I had. Proverbs was like, be kind and, you know, be joyous, be right, you know, those kinds of things. And he told me there's 31 books in the book of Proverbs. There's one for each day of the month. If you don't do anything else, just read. If it's tonight's the 29th, Proverbs 29. Read it. Be done with your day. And if you I need to start there, if you need you. to start there, you just roll with that. And it was such an easy way because I didn't have to keep track of the days. I didn't have to keep track. Easy. Mm. You, I got something to wow. add to my routine. I'm going to do too. that. That's awesome. Tomorrow is the 30th. I'm in. I'm going to try 30th's this. 30th is great. Oh! <laughs> hey, if you're doing a morning routine, send us a letter. Uh, funniest thing, P.O. Box, what is it? 1312. 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Uh, make a comment on a YouTube video. Message us through DarylAndEd.com. Yeah. But let us know. If you have any questions, let us know. If something's working, let us no. know. Let us know because it just adds to the momentum of us as a community doing this stuff together. And I, I use that word lightly because I tend to shy away from groups, but... Let us know. We love hearing from you. Well, Steve it's like Bruni. being a non-member member because you get to let us know, but you don't have to meet us for meetings right. or sign anything. You're we'll a, say member-ish. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's the divine. It's our 
it's the membership that we're already all already a part of. Yeah. We're all one in this life, and that's what we're really dipping into here. So. Stephen Bruni, man, thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Always, I always have a great time. This with is you guys. great, but we got a story from high school. You oh, might remember no. this. Oh, All right, no. here we go. I found this. Uh, where was this on the tattoo uh, press that just came out last week? It said back in high school. Wait, is that TMZ tattoo? They're they're. Um, What's that stand for? TMZ. Tattooed Tat- men's zeal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> reading. That's right. That's right. All right. So, so. back in high school, Daryl and Ed ran into Stephen Bruni smoking under the bleachers. Looking a little bit glum. It's wow. probably true. Daryl and Ed asked, what's wrong, Bruni? You look terrible. Bruni replied, well, I just met with my career counselor. Daryl and Ed were confused. Well, what did he tell you? He told me that I should join the Navy because my grades were already below sea level. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true story, folks. True story. <laughs> <laughs> Indy, are you coming in with that guitar? You know it, baby. Come on in. Wait, what? Indy Humperdink. We could ask Indy about coming in uh, Indy with Bert. his guitar. <laughs> When, when, when are you coming in? Or quando, quando, quando? <laughs> Indie Bert Humperdinck. <laughs> All right, he's here, folks. We Indie Bert. Can I share? Can I share? Indie the Bert Humperdinck. Indie Bert. Tell me when you. It's tell me when you be. And we tell me when will you be mine. Tell me quando, quando, quando We can share a love divine Please don't make me wait again When will you say yes to me? Tell me quando, quando, quando You mean happiness to me Oh, my love, please tell me when. Visit DarylNet.com to find easy links to everything we do. And thanks for being a part Steve of Funny Things you. with Daryl and Ed. Right. I can't wait a moment more. <laughs> tell me quando, quando, quando. Say it's me that you adore. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Wow, wasn't that an amazing podcast? Well, you could do that too here at ChoboStudios.com here in the Los Angeles area. Uh, And if you're not in Los Angeles, you could always go to PodShuttle.io. It's our fully remote editing service where you will cut up clips, we'll edit for you. Uh, Podcast management, we do it all, baby. We got the digital goods here at PodShuttle and Chobo. We love you.